Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. I am going to be reading from Psalm 27 this morning. I'm going to read all 14 verses. I know it's kind of long, but it makes up a whole. And all of the different verses, one of them may speak to you more than some of the others. And with every one of us that is listening, I pray that there are verses that will enlighten you this morning and that will touch your heart. I invite you to hear these words. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high. Above my enemies who surround me, at his sanctuary I will offer sacrifices with shouts of praise, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will come and fill this place. We, we know that your Spirit is already here, Father. We've heard it through the music. And so, Father, just continue to bless this worship service. Continue to just be with us, be present with us. 
Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Psalm 27 is known as a psalm of confidence. And there are two words that really stand out in this psalm. And the first word is fear. And on the other end of the spectrum is confidence. So we have fear, but yet we have confidence. And sometimes it doesn't seem like the two goes together. How can you be, have confidence when you're living in fear? Now, children, if you are watching from home or children here, if you have your little book, your binder, you can, in box one, you can draw a picture or write something that you're afraid of, something that makes you scared. Now, I know my little granddaughter would probably be drawing a snake right now. So whatever would make you afraid, just draw that in your box. Now, to all of you adults, if you were asked, what are you afraid of, do you know what your response would be? We all have different fears. Right now, it could be trials, temptations, sorrows, trouble, poverty, anxiety, war, sickness, death, maybe financial difficulties just to name a few. Sometimes we even fear things before they even happen. There is a Peanuts cartoon that I just really liked, and it kind of makes that point. You'll see Charlie Brown. He's been sent to the nurse's office, by the way. He's not feeling well today at school. And so he's sitting there, and he starts thinking. He says, so here I am about to see the school nurse. She'll probably just take my temperature and look at my throat. He sits a little longer, and he says, maybe she'll take a blood test. I hope she doesn't take a blood test. Maybe she'll just weigh me. And he sits there a little longer, and all of a sudden he says, if she mentions exploratory surgery, I'm going to scream. Do we not feel that way sometimes? We, we start thinking on one thing, and before we know it, we've blown it all out of proportion. And we've created much more than what, much more fear than what really needs to be there. We're living in difficult times right now. Since February, we've lived in a time of unrest. We've lived with the fears of COVID-19. Do I go out? Do I stay home? Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? I mean, it's just, it wears on us and we become weary and we become tired and we let the fear take hold. And then we have the protests, and then they turned into riots, and then we're back to the COVID-19 numbers rising again. And where do we go from here? It just seems like everything is so permanent and here to stay. And that fear just begins to build more and more. For the most part, we live on the edge more often than we live in the present with confidence. 
this psalm speaks, it spoke to me, and I hope that it speaks to you. David is the psalmist in this psalm. Um, and he talks about, in verse 3, he talks about a mighty army that surrounds him. And when you think about an army surrounding you, and, and yet David says, but my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. How do you remain confident with an army surrounding you? Confident is what God provides for us. Confident in the midst of fear and trouble. Being a Christian does not mean that one will not have struggles, conflict, conflicts, or experience turmoil. We, we're going to have them. God will allow us to fall, but he won't let us be defeated if we stay with him and in his presence. Confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone and can trust them. We can count on God, we can trust on God, we can rely on God. As David began the psalm, he burst forth with an outburst of praise. And thanks to God... He knew well what God had done in the past for his people, and he remembers that, and he knows how God had protected him. And so he used three very powerful words to describe God. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? My light. God is my light. First of all, I want to ask you to take notice of the pronoun that David uses. He says, my. My is a very personal pronoun. I can claim, you can claim that God is my God. He is my light, my salvation, my stronghold. As my light, the darkness is chased away. Jesus is the light of the world, we are told in John 9, 5. And then Jesus says later that I am the light. The light came to bring light to the world and to take away that darkness. Light expresses the God's goodness. With light, one can see. And with that light, we are, it shows what is pure, what is right, and what is just. And light will also show the glory that we, how we glorify God in our own lives. Because when people watch us, what we do it can or can't glorify God. And, if, and the light will show the glory that we give to God. My salvation is a deliverance from evil. 
Jesus delivered and he rescued us by going to the cross for us in our place. The saving of one's soul from sin and consequences is our salvation. We are redeemed because Jesus took our place. He took our sins upon himself. Salvation is a gift of eternal life with God. Children, uh, in box two, you can draw a picture of a place where you feel safe. Wherever you feel safe, draw a picture of that. Or you can write it if you would rather write if you're at the age where you're writing now. Finally, David says, God is my fortress or my stronghold. A fortress gives us a picture of strength. It gives us a picture of shelter, a place of refuge. A place that we feel safe around us and peaceful. A protection is also a part of stronghold. We go to a stronghold or a refuge to find comfort and to find peace. You remember the game hide and seek? That I mean, I, we love to play it. Our children and, our, and my grandchildren plays it now. You, you never know where you might find them, whether they're in a closet or just whatever they can hide behind or in. And it, it's always so much fun because they love to run and they love to say, I found you, I found you. Verse 4 is the emotional heart of Psalm 27. And it's the emotional heart there because it says, The one thing I ask for the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. Now, in some translation, the word inquires is there instead of meditating. Seek. When we seek God, we are act, doing something active. We're actively seeking him because we are trying to be in his presence. We're studying his, studying his word. We're praying. We're coming to worship, whether it's here or whether it's online right now. But we are actively seeking his presence. We want to be in his presence. We want to, we have that desire to know him and to be with him. The psalmist David yearns, he desires. The psalmist longs to dwell in the heart, house of the Lord. He desires to gaze upon God's beauty, his perfection, or you might say the loveliness of God. And then David, he meditates or he inquires, which is seeking knowledge about God. Ephesians 1.17 is one of my favorite prayers I like to read before I, or like to say before I study the word or bef uh, before I teach a class because 
it says that I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. God wants us to know him better. He wants us to seek out him. And so to become confident, one must be in God's presence. For the psalmist, that included dwelling in the house of the Lord, being in his presence, and learning about God. Those are things that we can actively do. When we talk about our fears, most of our fears, and I realize there are some that are not, but most of our fears are manageable if we allow one's, ourselves to trust in God and to be confident that he's going to take care of us. Fear gives our troubles the power to devastate us. And that's the one thing, we've seen what happened to Charlie Brown. I mean, he was in the nurse's office just to, uh, we don't know, he may have just going to get his temperature taken, who knows. But before, it, before he knew it, he was thinking about exploratory surgery. So we let our fears overtake us. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants us to be afraid and he wants us to live in the darkness. Pastor Aaron finished several weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, a sermon series on the armor of God. And those were the tools that we needed to stand firm and to fight Satan and to be able to be in the light. To be able to be confident in our God. God is my light, my salvation, and my fortress or stronghold. The picture the psalmist gives in verse 5 is that God has placed him high above a rock. He says, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Think about that. You're looking, you're, you, you've got an army that is surrounding you. All of these things are happening, and God takes you and places you up on a high rock. And what are you doing now? You're looking down on your enemies. They're not a threat to you anymore. God has taken you out of that threat and placed you on a high rock. David knew about enemies. Poor David had been chased and he had hidden in caves and he understood that even people who were supposed to be his friends became his enemies. I was reminded of the story of the young David as a shepherd boy and the day that he came out when the Philistines were mocking his people. And David didn't like that. And here this little probably 13-year-old boy agreed to go up against 
Goliath the giant. David had confidence at that age because he knew who God was. He knew what God had done for his people. And he was so confident that he took his slingshot and he picked up his three small round smooth stones. And he went out and he slayed Goliath. Now, children, in box three, in fact, box four, let's do box four. I need to go back to box three in a minute. Box four, draw a picture of David and Goliath. David with his slingshot, and you can even however you want with Goliath. Box three, I would like you to draw me a picture or write what you think God looks like. And you can also draw a picture of you with God in box three. David wrote many psalms, and he did that because he trusted and he knew of God's grace and his goodness. Our prayer groups, our prayer group meets every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Now, for the last two and a half months, we've met on Zoom, but hopefully in a couple of weeks, we're going to come back to the sanctuary to meet. And this is a group, about 10 or 12 people, that gather together every Wednesday to pray for this church and the people in the church. If you would like to be a part of that group, just contact me. You can email me at k at mustangumc.org, or you can even give the church a phone call, or you can call my phone if you have it. And we would love to have you come and pray with us. We see things happening with this prayer group. But several weeks ago, I, was, I usually open up the prayer group with just a small section of scripture, and usually a psalm, because they're so good with the, about pray, with, as prayers. And I was drawn to Psalm 27, but verse 7 for that morning. And depending on which translation you read, the one in the New Living Translation I'm reading today says, Hear me as I pray, O Lord. But the version I used that morning was three words. Hear, O Lord. It really struck me that morning, that those three words. Hear, O Lord. The last few months have been so difficult. Each of us also were going through certain things in our own lives, besides all of the outside stuff with COVID and the riots and all of that. Hear, O oh Lord. It is in the storms of life when some of our prayers are short and to the point. One doesn't need to say a lot of words sometimes, even in prayer. And, and sometimes the least words we say, the, best, the better off we are. Hear, O oh Lord. The storms of life are what drives one to our knees. This is where we lament, where we cry out in sorrow, when our prayers are raw and gritty. When one cries out, hear, O Lord, 
These words are sufficient. Several of us are now using those words as a breath prayer. That breath prayer that you can just be anywhere and just automatically say, Hear, O Lord. God knows where you're at. He knows what's happening. He hears. Sometimes, though, and this is really sad especially for us believers, is that we tend to leave God's presence when things are going good for us. And we wait until we're experiencing difficulties to cry out to God. Prayer is the way out of things, and it's worth reminding oneself praying in the peaceful times will help equip us for the difficult times. David wanted to be in God's presence all the time. And he knew that God would be there with him to walk through the difficult times, even through the dark shadows of life. And God gives us that invitation to come and talk to me. There's always an open invitation. If you'll notice, it's not God who leaves us. It's us who leaves God. There's always that invitation to come and talk to me. And this is what fosters that confidence in God. Knowing God and having a relationship with him. And and I don't just mean know who God is. I mean knowing God on a personal level. Having confidence in God before the bad things happen. David understood. He understood others, others would turn against him. And so he even talks about that when he talks about being abandoned. He even uses the picture that even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. God will never leave us nor forsake us. He's an ever-present God. And David was so confident that he would see God's goodness among the living on this earth. You see, the goodness of God is a perfection of his character. We see this in the manner in which God treats his creation, his children. He expresses his goodness as benevolence, mercy, compassion, a God who shows long-suffering patience for his children. And aren't we grateful for that, that he's so patient with us and his grace? God's goodness is expressed in his giving and his forgiving. David had an admiration of God and an affection for God. He encouraged others with his quiet confidence in God. As he closed out his psalm, he says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. 
David had an assurance that no matter what difficulties and dangers came before him, God would come to his rescue. He simply had to wait in confidence for the Lord to act. Be strong, he wrote, and let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. In our Monday morning staff meeting, when we were discussing Psalm 27, one person said that, I know that this is all true. I know, I, I know it. I believe it. I understand it. But do I fully live it? I'm, I would probably safely say that none of us fully lives it. As well as we know God, we still fail at times in trusting and having confidence in him. These words were penned by the man that slew the great giant Goliath and who was honored as one that conquered tens of thousands. Yet he admits without, that without trust in his God, his heart would faint and he would despair. As we know, David was a man after God's own heart. We can have a confidence for all seasons because we have a divine protection. A protection, now divine protection does not keep us from having trouble. I, wa I want to stress that because we're going to have troubles. Divine protection didn't keep Christ from going to the cross. But David, and David was not delivered from his troubles but he knew he had the ultimate divine protection, a divine protection. His body could be destroyed, but not his soul. And that is our protection. To wait patiently for the Lord, to be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I want to close today with Revelation 21, 1 through 7. Because I think it speaks to what David is talking about in that confidence. Because we need to know what to expect. And we have confidence that we're going to have eternal life. And in this talks about in Revelation 21, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven with like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a sound shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, oh, It is finished. I am Alpha I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will freely give from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. 
and I will be their God, and they will be my children. That is our hope, and that is why we have confidence, the confidence that we do, that God will never abandon us, he will never leave us, nor forsake us. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are a, a patient God, a loving God, a God that gives and a God that forgives, a God that is always with us, Lord, even when we tend to stray, Father. You're just to cry away. Hear, O oh Lord. And Father, you give us that invitation to come, to come to you. Almighty Father, may our hope and our confidence be in you. May we wait. May we be courageous while we wait. Father God, we just praise you and we thank you this day. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.